0: Hello B2B Nation and welcome to another episode of the Marketing B2B Nation podcast, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. I'm Jordan Schneider, I'm filling in for Chris Kleinfelter today. Today is a special episode. Uh, we got to talk to Joe Polizzi, who's the CEO and founder of the Content Marketing Institute based out of Cleveland. Uh, We got to talk to him about content marketing as a strategy used in modern B2B marketing, B2C marketing, uh, and got to talk to him about the upcoming content marketing world, which is happening September 6th through the 9th out in Cleveland as well. I really enjoyed this interview, Uh, Joe is a great interviewee, you can tell he's done this uh, once or twice before, Uh, very natural. I feel like I learned something, even though we practice content marketing on a daily basis here at Technology Advice, it was still so, so good uh, to hear directly from somebody who's been such an influence in that space. Uh, So I hope you guys learned something too, I hope you find it informative. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here is my interview with the one and only Mr. Joe Polizzi. He's the author of Content Inc. and Epic Content Marketing, the founder of the Content Marketing Institute and the mastermind behind the upcoming content marketing world in Cleveland this September, Mr. Joe Polizzi. Joe, thanks so much for talking to me today.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I don't think you can say mastermind. I mean, (laughs) there's a there's. I do less and less for that event every year, but uh, we're we're just happy we're in our sixth year and we've got a great team, and we're of course super excited about. It's sort of our holiday every year that we have uh, for the content marketing industry. So, what are you going to do? Awesome.
0: Yeah, we sent a couple people last year and had some really good feedback. out. We could talk a little bit about content marketing. And obviously, this is something that's being adopted more and more, just generally. Content marketing is a strategy within every organization. Um, I think you would say that it's been around for a long time, um, but I think more and more people are kind of calling it out as a specific strategy, developing roles around it, really investing in it. Uh, but I think there are a lot of misconceptions about what maybe content marketing is and and what it isn't you and robert rose discuss this often on your podcast um this old marketing which is awesome by the way thank you yeah thank yeah you. um but let's I, I was gonna take this opportunity to maybe like hear it straight from the ultimate thought sure. leader in this space you know like what is content marketing how do you explain that to organizations when you're talking about it
1: well I'm, i'll give you the first of all thank you I, i'll give you sort of the the book the definition of it and then we can sure. sort of break it apart but we're talking about as a as an organization we're taking a certain approach to our customers and we that approach is going to include how do we create valuable relevant and compelling information on a consistent basis uh in order to drive value outside the products and services we offer and we believe really, we do that really well over a period of time similar to a media company then we should see more profitable behaviors from our customers. They might buy more. They might stay longer as customers. They might talk more favorably about us. Whatever your core metrics would be for measurement, those are the things that we would look for. To your point, yes, it's been around for a long time. You could say Ben Franklin and Poor Richard's Almanac in the 1700s. You could say John Deere and the Furrow Magazine, which was targeted at small business owners and farmers, and it's still done today. So, you know, well over 100 years, a monthly publication, now Print Digital, the largest publication in the farming agricultural industry. It comes from John Deere, not from a media company. So this stuff has been go- done for a long time. But I think the big misconception is, and you sort of mentioned this, is a lot of people will say, yeah, I do content marketing. But but they're basically sending out sales promotions in tweets and in white papers in flashy ebooks, they're uploading stuff to LinkedIn that's not really valuable. And a lot of times it's a bait and switch. It's never consistent. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to understand the content marketing approach, it's actually very similar to what a media company has been, you know, any media company does. They go out, they target a very specific audience, they deliver real value to that audience over a continuous piece of time. Uh, a a continual time. And the only difference between what a media company does and probably anyone listening to this is you just drive revenues differently. A media company drives revenues off of subscription and advertising for the most part. If you are a company like a John Deere or a Microsoft or, uh, or a Cisco systems or whatever the case is, you drive your revenues from content marketing off of selling more products and services. How does that happen? we create subscribers to our content those subscribers to our content become better buyers in essence that's what we're talking about here and and i think the you know just to sort of sum this whole thing up where the big breakdown is is oftentimes not in content even though i talked about that i think we're still not focusing on valuable content but in a lot of cases the breakdown is in consistency we actually stop b2b companies out there will start an e-newsletter They'll start a video series, they'll start events, they'll start uh, an e-newsletter, and then they stop when they focus on some other campaign. And you can't create this promise to your customers and then break it consistently like we've been doing forever as B2B companies. We've really got to focus on how we deliver that value for the long term. And now I'm going to step down off my pedestal here, and I'm just (laughs) going to let you answer a question because I could go on for a long time, but that's just... Sort of content marketing in a nutshell and where I see some of the problems.
0: Yeah, that's great. We're we're big believers in, in content marketing here at Technology Advice too. And I, I know how we do this, but I'm interested in hearing your perspective on it too. But how how do you coach people on how to measure your content strategy or your content marketing strategy and make sure that it is driving results for you and that you're not uh, abandoning yep. things too quickly, for instance?
1: Well, there, so there's lots of ways to measure, and it depends on what your goals are. Right. And there's basically three main goals: am I driving sales? Am I saving costs compared to what I'm already doing in the organization? Or am I creating happier customers? Um, those things. If you want to know the best way, so okay, I'm going to cut all through the clutter. We got all the different ways we're measuring things. We got attribution. Uh, we got the final sales results. Whatever the case is. If you're really going to do this right, you focus on the subscriber or you focus on creating an audience. That audience opts into your content. So for an example, let's say that you create a weekly blog post and as part of that weekly blog post to these customers, it's all educational and you have an e-newsletter component. So the call to action to that blog post is not, oh, try a demo of my product or service or sign up for a consultation it's sign up for this e-newsletter that I'm gonna deliver this regular value to you ongoing. Great, they've opted in, you have the email, hopefully they give you the right email because they see such value when they went to your site. And then over time, you can measure what that audience does against your customer database. So just take that email subscription list, take that database that's super valuable, that is the asset, not the content. The content gets you the asset. The asset is actually the audience that you're building. And then look at that audience and compare that to your customer database. And it's actually pretty simple to do. Do you say, do they buy more? Do they stay longer? Do they close faster? All the things that you measure as part of your marketing department, they're not different. You're just looking at those things, and you're going to set hypotheses up ahead of time. Like you think, oh, if we do this right they'll close faster. Or if we do these right, our customers will stay longer. It'll be a loyalty initiative. But that's absolutely the easiest one to do. You just look at the difference between your subscribers and those that don't subscribe to your content and what's the difference. And it's just that most people don't get that far. You have to actually get through a sales cycle or a buyer's journey before you can actually see the difference. And most of us stop way before then and we don't give our... Audience, a time to actually start to subscribe to things, and, and we have anything of substance.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, I, I have to imagine you you encounter some pretty interesting objections to the idea. I mean, is that a, is that a common one really, where somebody's just saying like, okay, well, this is a really big investment, and I'm not really sure what the ROI is going to be, or how to measure it, or like, where are people usually falling down at the beginning of this uh, of creating a strategy like this?
1: Well, actually, that's a good point. They'll come in there and somebody will get the bug and they'll be like, I'm a content marketing believer now. And by the way, that's, that excites me. That's great. But they try to basically want to insert that into the entire organization. And those people usually get fired. <laughs> you don't want to do that, actually. What you want to do is start really small. You want to start with one audience, one project, one target, and do that really well as your test. Uh, we call it a pilot program just like you would run a pilot program for, oh, I'm going to do 13 episodes of this uh, television series. It's the same thing. We're doing a pilot program in your organization. We're going to go through a sales cycle. And if you need buy-in, the buy-in is a lot easier when you're sitting down with your CEO or your chief marketing officer and you say, hey, we think this is the right way to go. We're not going to bet the farm on it now. I need six months. Get, let, let me, this is what we expect to happen in six months. Give me the budget for six months. I'm going to come back here. This is what we expect. And I'm going to ask you for another six months based on that. If you get to 12 months, you should start start to see some pretty darn good results. But I would say don't bite off more you can chew than you can chew in those meetings. Just take take your time, be a little bit patient, and start off with the test run. And then once you do, it's just like if you were installing a marketing automation system into your organization. You don't do it all the way through the organization. You start with one small part and you work out all the bugs there. And then you start to roll that out. Think of content marketing as a rollout program and you start with one idea first.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and we always, our CEO preaches this all the time, but he's a, uh, he's a big Jim Collins guy. So he will talk mm-hmm. about the whole fire bullets and then cannonballs uh, kind of approach to a new strategy. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's the way we try to approach everything. Too. Yeah.
1: Aim small, miss small, yeah. right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, and I just think that's really smart. And if you look at, look, you know, go to the, the greatest case study of our time, if you look at Red Bull Media House, they started with just a magazine project. It was one small project, and it was called the Red Bulletin, and they did that really well. And then they got into licensing content, and then they got into videos, and then they got into actually booking uh, entertainment performers and music groups. And now when you go to Red Bull Media House, it's one of the greatest media companies of all time. They started with one project. So I think that's a really good uh, company to look at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with all of the crazy technology and marketing today. I mean, I don't, we, we always, I I think every conference I've been to this year in some way has mentioned that infographic with the 4,000 logos or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? Scott
1: Brinkers. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Yep. So, uh, so this is actually, okay. I, I've got a question about that for you. So for, from a content marketing standpoint, is there anything new in the marketing technology stack today that people should be paying attention to anything specific to content marketing? Oh
1: man, new. Um, there's so much. Yeah. There's, I mean, and and when you, so look at project management, right? There's so many different parts of that. I was just on a webinar that talked about digital proofing. That's a big deal. When you look at governance and getting control of your approval process, when you look at marketing automation and then you get into attribution, when you look at all the different technology around interactive content, it's amazing and it's actually blowing me away. But, here, so here, but here's my reservation. Lots of opportunities in technology, but we don't have a technology problem. We've got our basic content management system. You've got your email programs. You've got a lot of things that you're trying to do. We're not lacking for technology. What we're lacking at is actually putting a strategy through that makes sense. And we run the technology first before we actually have a strategy that's sound. So my recommendation is is that make sure the process is really, really painful before you buy technology. And I've seen this happen. We just talked about marketing automation. I've seen this happen too many times. Where somebody say, "Oh, we've got the content marketing bug. We're doing really great. We're rolling this out." need a marketing automation program, they go ahead, they drop down a lot of money for that. And now they're still implementing maybe 4% of the marketing automation system. And it has all kinds of issues and problems with it. So I would just start small when you look at your technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about content marketing world. Um, So I have a hunch that this conference in and of itself might be a perfect example of uh, some epic content marketing. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious, like what drove you guys to, to start putting on this conference in the first place?
1: You know, we started content marketing Institute uh, started in 2010 and our focus was on education and training around the practice of content marketing. And I come from the media background and we just started, you know, listening to our audience and what they needed. And of course, with a media bra- background, they were saying, Hey, we want to, we want to network more. We need to learn more about this. And there wasn't an event for content marketing. And we said, okay, well let's do this in September of 2011 and let's hope we can get a hundred to 150 people to Cleveland thinking. And I honestly, I didn't know we could. I'm like, I don't know if we get other people to come to Cleveland for content marketing. Well, <laughs> Uh, we ended up getting over 600 that year. Wow. And I said, wait, we're on to something here, and now we'll, we'll have about 4,000 into Cleveland in our sixth year for this thing, coming from over 60 countries, and it just blows me away. And and the thing is, is that it, it, everyone comes for a different reason. Some people come for the education. A lot of people come for the networking. Some people come to learn about the new technology in the exhibition hall. Uh, but there's something for everyone. I actually think we have 22 tracks different tracks going on wow. um, and, and throughout. So basically I think there's 11 concurrent tracks every day. And of course we got Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker himself closing keynote cheap trick is our hall of fame uh, band that's playing uh, first night. And uh, it's just, it's a big old party, but you, you, whatever you need, you will get out of it. Whether it's, you know, going to every session uh, that you want to, to make sure that you can go back, to your business and say, Hey, we actually, this is worth the money. And more than that, here's what we got out of it. Share it with your team or the fact that you really do want to meet people that are struggling with the same things you're struggling with, which is probably my, the thing that uh, that I like the most is you, wherever you're, whether you're manufacturing or technology or pharmaceutical or whatever, you meet people that are in the same industry as you, same type of company dealing with the same issues and you can make that relationship and share that and, and kind of move on together. Cause we, this is even though you said this has been around for a long time, there's still a new muscle in most organizations and it takes us a while to get there. We got to work it through together.
0: Yeah. That, that is amazing. I didn't know 60 different countries. That's crazy.
1: Oh, it's crazy! The first year we had over like twenty some countries, six hundred people from twenty. I'm like, what? Jeez. This is crazy. But you know, it is—it's the largest content marketing event on the planet at this point. We want to keep it that way, and yeah. it's a lot of competition. We got to keep upping the ante every year because, uh, you know, with the best speakers, seventy percent of our speakers are new this year. But we bring back all the ones like your Mitch Joels, your Ann Hanleys, your Rand Fishkin's, your Jay Bears that are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you know we go ahead and add add the new keynotes for this year from Bank of America, General Electric, Visa, and of course, you know we like to have our fun one. You know we've had Kevin Spacey and John Cleese in the past, and Nick Offerman yeah. last year, and and now this year we've got Mark Hamill, and I'm a big Star Wars nut, so I'm super super excited about that.
0: <sighs> that is awesome. Yeah, no. What strikes me when I look at the website and I read into content marketing world is that you guys have an interesting mix of educational and kind of, I guess, entertaining. So, I mean, I, I think that's most most notably or obviously reflected in the choice of speakers. So you mentioned Nick Offerman and Mark Hamill. So what what is the thought process there? Um, how is that strictly for an entertainment purpose or what, what's the strategy there behind the speakers?
1: Oh, man. So I've been in the event industry for a long time and I believe that people do not learn unless they're having fun. You cannot force learning on the people like it's a chore, like it's horribly boring. I mean, if you've got, I've got two small kids and I know that firsthand, you've got to make it fun and interesting for them. And then they open up their minds. So we believe if we set uh, a culture, a feeling an experience of fun, of really kind of taking it to the next step where it's not, Oh, I have to be here and go to this conference, but Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about going to this conference we know that they're actually going to learn something and take that with them and share it with their team. So that's why we focus on getting an amazing band or a comedy act or or some keynote that you'd never get to see anywhere else. And that's really important to us. And we'll continue to do that every year. And, and we, we do it with every event we do. And you gotta have fun or it's very, very difficult to set up a learning environment.
0: Most of our listeners to this podcast are B2B marketers. Um, what would you tell them... Uh, you're most excited about at the conference this year? What what should they not miss if they're planning on attending?
1: Oh, man. So about 65% of our audience is B2B. So we are heavy, heavy B2B. So from that standpoint, about 60% of our sessions are geared to B2B, whether it's figuring out the buyer's journey, marketing automation. Uh, you get brands like GE, a number of manufacturers. Avery Dennison is here this year. Um, Intel is here. I mean, everything on the B2B side we like to cover. Um, But I think that for the the B2B marketer, I love the workshops and the labs that we have. Um, Basically, we have it's a four-day event. So most of our workshops are really set for B2B, whether or not you're trying to get more out of your SEO, whether it's your buyer's journey, you're trying to figure out whether it's actually creating a documented content marketing strategy. We've got that available for you and then on our fourth day which is our industry labs it's great for B2B because whether you're on the financial B2B side uh whether you're on the manufacturing side the technology B2B side we've got a whole day just of those people getting together uh, a lot of w a lot of um round table activities and so for it this is uh, and I don't want to say this like we've got a lot of B2C sessions you heard me mention like Visa and Bank of America and whatnot Mm-hmm. But we are mostly a B two B conference, so that's where it just fits a lot better than it does for for consumer. And I come from B two B. I've been in the B two B publishing industry for twenty years, so right. I think that B two B marketing is just a lot sexier than B two C. And I'm sure B two C marketers will totally disagree with that. But that's where I, I come I from. Would,
0: yeah, I would venture to say that they would. I'm actually, uh, I I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> But um, so, where can our listeners go to learn more about Content Marketing World?
1: Oh, sure. You know, contentmarketingworld.world.com, You get all the information, the agenda. There's a letter that you can justify um, your trip if you need to. And then um, I believe if you use the coupon code Joe J O E, you get an extra hundred dollars off. Awesome. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to use that discount code, throw it out there. Uh, we'd love to have you on board. Uh, we, we send a lot of groups as well. So we get a number of companies that send five, six, seven people. But if you haven't been there before, your company hasn't been there before, you know, give it a shot. And then what ha- generally happens is they send a group afterwards because you want to send your SEO person, your social person, your PR person, so that everyone can go and then come back and uh, and work together and make sure that we're all on the same page with our content marketing approach
0: absolutely awesome well i'm definitely going to be there and i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today
1: anytime and anytime you want to talk calves i'm here too all right yeah that sounds
0: good (laughs) thanks so much joe
1: you got it thank you all right
0: today's episode was produced at the technology advice studio in nashville tennessee to find out more about b2b nation check out our website technologyadvice.com and lastly if you enjoyed this episode please rate us on itunes thanks for listening